I'm not going to get sucked into your late model droop rule overreactions from Kokomo. Not on a Tuesday morning. Let's go. It's Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Uh, from the open, in case you weren't aware, it's Overreaction Tuesday around the late model droop rule. The XR Super Series dropped the droop rule in advance of the Kokomo Dirt Nationals, and a solid race last night at Kokomo has folks claiming it was because of the droop rule change. I got on Twitter this morning and immediately saw multiple tweets about it. In the main event, Shane Clanton started fourth and ended up the winner, and along the way we had some solid action in the race with Tyler Erb, Jimmy Owens, and Brandon Overton in the mix at various points. Late in the going, it came down to Clanton and Erb, but Honestly, if Clanton doesn't smoke the wall in 3 and 4 on the final lap, the finish wouldn't have been nearly as close as it was. The $20,000 win for Clanton was his third XR victory of the season, which includes big checks from Law and Belleville. Herb and Owens joined Clanton on the podium. Now, back to the droop rule. We need to remember that Kokomo is a quarter-mile track and not a big half-mile like Knoxville or Eldora. The aero stuff is going to be much less in play at Kokomo than it would be at those other racetracks. Also, Kokomo lends itself really well to those high-low battles like we saw last night and like we see all the time in the open wheel races there. So a small track, good track prep, and the right track configuration were much bigger factors last night. And I think if the Drew rule would have been enforced, you would have seen the same racing. Going forward, will removing the enforcement create better shows? Maybe. Uh, but we certainly can't say it's true after just a single race on a small track that's already conducive to good racing. We'll come back to this conversation after a lot more nights and a lot more track diversity and see if the racing is actually significantly different. And it's easy to look around the results this season and focus in on the big shows where somebody like Davenport dominated. We're talking about, you know, where he led 100 laps at Cedar Lake or any of the other number of big wins he has this year. But when we had a kick-ass flow race last week at Fairbury with Bobby Pierce beating Frank Heckenass Jr., I didn't see any comments about the Drew Brule and it was being enforced. Or what about Tanner English's 18th to the win run with the Outlaws at Davenport where he just barely beat Pierce and Devin Moran back to the line? Also, Drew Brule enforced. For all the examples you can find of crap races this year, I can find examples of good races. And I'm not saying that there isn't work to do between the rules and the tires here, but show me real evidence and real trends and we can go from there. The Kokomo Dirt Nationals continue tonight with $40,000 going to the winner. That's twice what it paid last night. You can again watch live over on XR+. Before we move on, I wanted to jump back to yesterday's show about the slide job between Logan Schuhart and Carson Macedo from Friday at Hanford. I did not know that so many of you felt so strongly about Macedo. Between the YouTube comments section and some tweets, I was surprised that there are so many ill feelings towards Macedo and how he races. On a scale of Donnie Schatz to Thomas Meserol, I feel like Macedo is somewhere in the middle. He's definitely aggressive, but I feel like we've seen much worse from other guys, and Macedo I feel like fits right in with this current crop of young, really talented drivers we have in sprint car racing. And I do think as he matures, Macedo will make some smarter moves. But I also think that it's just taken a bit more aggression to be successful in recent seasons between the Outlaws and the All-Stars and all the other big-time sprint car shows. And it's definitely a bit of the Kyle Larson effect. If you've watched Larson race at all the last three years, uh, you've seen some of this aggression from him. And I think everybody else has kind of stepped up as they've, as they've saw him be successful. And I also think this is what has hurt Donnie Schatz a bit. 
We're at a point where Donnie almost races too clean, and I think it's to his own detriment in a lot of instances. Anyway, moving on. A couple of schedule notes for you today. The ASCS National Tour continues their run of absolutely terrible luck in 2022, and they announced uh, that this weekend's race at Super B Speedway in Louisiana has been moved to next season, so effectively canceled. So next up for the series is the Short Track Nationals at I-30. That starts on September 30th. And with that, a track appearing to have been sold, I'm assuming this will be the last Short Track Nationals to be held there. If you want more about what's happening to I-30 and what's happening to several other dirt tracks around the country, go find my Copart video, or actually Copart videos from a couple of weeks ago. Also, the Dirt Classic, which was held this past Saturday night at Lincoln for the All-Stars, is getting a change for 2023. The 10th edition of the event will be a two-day show and will move to Labor Day weekend. We'll have to see where this slots in on the calendar next year as the All-Stars were in Ohio at Sharon during Labor Day weekend this season. And there's also usually racing that weekend at Port Royal and all of the Ohio tracks. Uh, once this was announced, there was kind of a bunch of people who were kind of up in arms about it. But I feel like it's tough to make a judgment about this one uh, until we kind of see it where the rest of the schedules for next season land. It might not be a problem at all, or it may be a huge problem. We'll just have to wait and see. Moving over to the IRA Sprint Car Series, their final weekend of the season is coming up starting Friday at Dodge County. They will then close out the year on Saturday at the Plymouth Dirt Track. With so much other stuff going on this week, I wanted to call this one out today so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. I've actually had the IRA on my notes multiple times in the last couple of weeks because I want to bring up this points battle. But there's been so many other things to talk about it and it you know, kind of keeps getting pushed off. But with just these two race nights left, the championship battle is basically deadlocked between Jake Blackhurst and Jordan Goldsberry. Just nine points separate the two drivers. And I believe the IRA uses a similar point system as the Outlaws and the All-Star use. So nine points is just a handful of positions. Blackhurst right now has three wins, 11 top fives, and 16 top tens in 22 races, while Goldsberry has two wins, 12 top fives, and 19 top tens. Both drivers have run well in recent weeks, so both were coming in uh, are coming into this weekend with momentum. And I think this one will most likely come down to the final laps on Saturday. If you want to soak up some 410 Sprint Car Championship goodness, don't miss these shows this weekend. Both of these nights will be streamed live on Flow Racing if you want to tune in. And the iRacing World of Outlaws Lay Models are also into their final stretch of the season with uh, round number 7 of 10 happening last night at Weed Sport. The championship so far has been dominated by Evan C, and that continued last night. C started on row three, but was quickly to second in the early laps. Pulse hitter Logan Rumsey was the early leader, but by lap 14, C was by him and stretching away. At the end of the caution-free race, C's lead was something like five seconds over the field. Zach McSwain ended up second with Rumsey back to third. C's teammate and his closest challenger in the championship in Blake Majulis came home fourth after transferring in from a B-main. The win for C was his fourth in seven races, and he's still yet to finish lower than second in any of these races. So the win for C, fourth for Majulis, means that gap between the two is going to grow even more. As for the battle for relegation, Matthew Selby and Drew Hopkins are tied on the cut line right now with Swindell Speed Lab driver James Eden safe and past sprint car champion Alex Bergeron on the outside looking in. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, the top 15 of points after the season are locked into the next season. Well, everybody from 16th on back and then has to go back through the qualifying process if they want to race next year. Two races remain right now. Volusia coming up next uh, in Charlotte the week after. Barring him not showing up at all, this championship I think is pretty safe for Evan C. You can watch these races for free on Monday nights at 9 p.m. They're live over on Dervision and on YouTube. 
And there are three shows on today's streaming schedule. Dirtvision has weekly outlaw kart racing from Millbridge. XR Plus has night two of the Kokomo Dirt Nationals for the XR Super Series. Uh, that field there for XR is pretty stacked. And there's also Flow Racing 24-7. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Hope you have a good Tuesday. Please like and subscribe these videos if you want to help me out. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.